All right, so we're going to do things just a little bit different today. Uh, right now, it's just uh, me and Cyrus because uh, Distro and Cash Rap has not seen, or not, not seen, not, haven't played or haven't beaten Horizon Zero Dawn yet. So right now, it's uh, Cyrus and I, Trade Hold, going to be talking about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, possible uh, things that might happen in the next game, which was just announced, uh, Forbidden West. Um, so how much do you remember of Horizon Zero Dawn, Cyrus? Uh, I'm pretty well versed, and I actually just recently replayed it. So, oh, nice. <laughs> Did you play the Forbidden Wild? Uh, what's it called? No, Frozen Wild. Sorry, Frozen Wild. Uh, no, I haven't played that, but I heard that it wasn't too. It didn't have too much of an impact it, on the actual story. So, it's, yeah, in I mean, I can see them bringing some of that stuff in, um, to the next game, but I don't. It, it might also also be like DLC continuation type of thing. Like it might not make a, an impact in the main core story. It might not make an um, appearance. Um, but it definitely like, foreshadows some extra events coming up. Um, so, but uh, what do you think in regards to... And this is the reason why like we were okay with just doing a, a small separate recording for uh, Horizon. Because uh, Horizon's a completely new IP. All the ideas are new. Um, there isn't much to go on in terms of what we can think will happen. But what do you like? What are you thinking when you think of you know the Forbidden West um, and what where they might go with the story? Um, honestly, I'm not really sure because I mean I seen at the end of the game there was obvious like little teaser for what was to come. So. But as far as going further west, I'm not really sure what to expect, honestly. Right. Yeah. And that that's pretty much what I think anyone would say too, to be honest. Um, cause I know that, uh, even like Distro was talking about, well, maybe we can, you know, wait for us to finish the game and we can talk like just about Horizon. I'm like, yeah, we can talk just about Horizon, but we can't say much about the sequel. Um, now, are you familiar with when they talked about, uh, or do you remember much when they talked about Rost? Uh, which, what do you mean? Which part? Near the end when uh, Aloy talks about Rost or uh, with uh, Mother Tirsa and how he uh, was exiled. Do you remember much about that conversation? Uh, not offhand. Oh, maybe I don't remember as much as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This, well, here's the thing. They didn't make it a focus. Like, it was an optional conversation, which I thought was weird. But I felt like the developers intentionally did that so that you wouldn't put too much emphasis. Like, they, they wouldn't put too much emphasis on it and you wouldn't focus too much on it. Um, but what happened was, uh, if, if you don't remember the story with how Rost became exiled, what happened was uh, some bandits came to the Nora tribe, basically, and took some people hostage. They camped out at certain parts of it. Uh, in particular, they mentioned Devil's Thirst, and there were, like, reports of, like, strange noises when uh, the Nora people were tracking them, the, the bandits. And uh, okay. they couldn't take out the bandits because every time they got within arrow shot, the bandits would kill a hostage. And they had taken, like, six hostages... Uh, one of the hostages, one of the hostages was uh, Alana, um, Ross's daughter, who was six years old at the time. Um, and so what happened was, they escaped across the border, and as soon as they escaped, they killed all the hostages. And so, Ross decided that he requested to be a death seeker, which is someone who could leave 
the Norland, basically what happens is like the spirit stays within uh, All Mother and the body can go on to seek death type of thing. And okay. so he, he takes, it's like a whole year trek. But um, Mother Tirsa specifically mentioned that he went everywhere. Like he, he covered, a, not, not like everywhere, but like he covered a lot of land, um, like the Banuk and the, uh, um, I forget some of the other tribe names. Uh, but she also mentioned that he even ventured into the Forbidden West. And then when he came back almost a year later, he was uh, uh, fairly wounded, but he was also delirious and in agony before he was pulled over to the Nora, uh, like across the border so that he could be healed. And um, by technically by law, he uh, he should have died where he was where he lay down and he was okay with that he just the reason why he even came back was so that he can die near his motherland type of thing but the person that pulled him over was one that also who she lost her husband and her son if i remember right to the bandits too so she didn't want to leave him there and so as a compromise what they did was he can live in the land but he could never talk about the fact that they made an exception and left, like, let him live there after becoming a death seeker. So I thought that like I have been wanting to talk about this since the since the game came out. So what was it like two years now? Um, but I've always wondered like, oh, why did why didn't they put much focus on Ross's background on the fact that like this is a, a completely optional conversation if there was no cutscene or anything like that. Um, and to me, I, I, as when I beat the game, it made me think maybe the reason why is because they didn't want us to think too much about it. Um, you know, we, we didn't, we never found out who the bandits were. We did find out Ross killed them all. We found out that they camped out at Devil's Thirst and there was sounds of strange noises, which to me sounds like they were communing, um, with like, or they were trying to commune with like Hades or, you know, the other AIs basically. Yeah. Um, and another thing too was that this happened before the Red Raids. Do you remember about the Red Raids in the story? Um, those it's... were the. Um... Oh God, I know this. Um, <laughs> I do know this one. Um. All right, refresh my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so the Red Raids in the story is basically a lot of what caused a lot of. Um, tension between tribes because the the Karja uh, they had that Sun King who was like insane and he thought that the derangement of the, the machines was due to uh, well it, basically I don't know I don't remember the reason why he thought um, the reason uh, the reason why oh. he came up with it but basically he was starting to you know they had the raids on the other tribes to sacrifice people yeah. to the Sun uh, God to that. appease them Things, something like that, yeah. Yeah, they they would they would run into villages and kidnap a bunch of people to sacrifice to the yeah. sun god to to appease the gods. Yeah, yeah. And so now again, the bandits coming into Nora, the, the Nora land or the All Mother, whatever they called it, was before the Red Raids. So what I think happened was Rost, without knowing it, while he was pursuing these guys who was who was trying to find out more about 
um, these the the AI machines and all that, he may have been inadvertently involved in reviving Hades, or not reviving but activating Hades before Hades started to kind of take over like Gaia, and Gaia eventually basically cloned Elizabeth uh, Sobek, which was right. Aloy. Right. So that that's what I think. Uh, what Forbidden West will actually go through, like Aloy won't actually be. Let's say I don't think she's intentionally uh, tracking Ross's previous uh, movements because you know that's kind of you know, all done with, all co- sort of resolved in terms of Ross's storyline, um, in terms of uh, everything she wants to know. But as she explores the West. Um, I think it's going to be something that she'll come across and kind of see uh, events of through her focus. Yeah, it's very possible because, I mean, we've seen, we seen at the end of the game that, um, what's his name, Silence? Yeah. Seemed to essentially capture the essence of, of Hades, Hades yeah. for I, lack of a better word. Yeah, honestly, I would have said the same thing. I was just like, I don't know what else to call it. Hades essence. <laughs> like, I mean, I know it's a machine that like, doesn't have a soul per se or anything like that, but that's the program? pretty much what you, like, <laughs> downloaded its programming. Yeah, more or less, yeah. And so, so I mean, he's, he's ma- definitely up to something, and I'd be curious to see um, what exactly he's going to do with that, because if we're traveling west, the west is something... Like you said, you know, it's it's unknown. They don't know what's over there. Yeah. So maybe he knows where there's another Hades-like machine. I, I don't know whether what he's going for with that, though. Like, I know he's bringing Hades with him because for silence, you know, pursuing knowledge is his main thing. Like, he just wants to know. Um, so I, don't, I really don't know. Like, I, it, I mean, it seems like he agrees that Hades shouldn't you know, be around corrupting things. I, I, I'm sure he understands that that's, that's a problem. Um, and that's why he helped Aloy in the first place. That's why uh, he stopped working with the Shadow Karja. Uh, uh, presumably. Well, I think I think the big thing is he doesn't necessarily agree with how the Hades program works, but he wants that power for himself. That's probably true. That's probably true, and you know, not not going too much into Frozen Wilds. Um, Silence does make a brief appearance, per se, by voice. Of course, he doesn't actually show up because Silence rarely shows up, um, okay. as it is in the main game. But uh, Aloy does ask the the Banuk um, about you know whether they know Silence, and they had mentioned before like he. Yes, they do know of him. He has something of a legendary status, especially he does have some some legendary status to the Banuk, um, which they talk about uh, at the end of the DLC, or closer to the end of the DLC. Um, and then there are other like, uh, what what other uh, concepts? I guess you can in, that were introduced in the DLC, such as Hephaestus and Cyan. But again, no. I mean, I don't know if you even care at this point, but <laughs> about the details of uh, the Frozen Wilds. Well, like you said, you never really know what might come into play for the next game. What didn't, you know, the Frozen Wilds may not have had an impact on the story of the first game, but that's not to say that it won't be, won't have something to do with the second game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, g- games often do that. Like, you, you find some optional stuff, 
and then it becomes like a main core thing that happens. Uh, oh yeah, and like, a few times <laughs> and it, happened to me. Yeah, and you know, they, sometimes they do it that way just so it's like, oh, you would know more about this if you played the DLC, but technically you don't need to know type of deal. Right. Yeah, right. but uh, yeah, he has a legendary status with the Banuke, um and Aloy was just more like trying to find out because it's like, well, you know, Silence knows all this about me, but I really don't know much about si- Silence. And basically, by the end of it, by what you find out why he's legendary among the Banuk, it's not um, a flattering thing. So it's it's not any kind of redeeming quality within Silence. It's just more terrible th- stuff he's done. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't surprise yeah. me. Not, 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 not like on evil status, but it's still terrible. And yeah, prob- he's, probably he's definitely a selfish kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, in regards to, like, you know, the way Aloy and Silence, because they know more of, you know, the old world, I guess, I think mm-hmm. that's what they called it, uh, the way of things working, they don't actually believe in, like, you know, a lot of the religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs of uh, these tribes. Right. So, you know, um, in Aloy's case, she tries to respect it. But in Silence's case, he does not care. <laughs> He's like, I, don't, I, I know what you believe isn't right. So even if to you is sacrilegious, um, I know that it's not. So I'm not. I'm gonna do it anyways. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and but that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Like we're probably gonna go into the West is because obviously Silence was there when Aloy found out about Project Zero Dawn. Yeah. So obviously we know that there's more of these, you know, biodome type and, yeah. situations. So I'm assuming that's what Silence's plan is. is He's thinking, well, if all this stuff is here, maybe if I go over there, I'll find a new thing. I'll reactivate that, and I'll be able to control it better because I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, and like I just it just popped into my head too. Like maybe what if he ends up like actually trying to collect these AI programs the way he did with Hades, just so he can have them all around, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. He yeah. strikes me as the kind of guy that wants ultimate power just because it's there to grab. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if there's anything else to say about Horizon, but that's pretty much you know what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that uh, Aloy will inadvertently end up following Ross's path, finding out that Ross may have actually uh, unintentionally have maybe restarted Hades, or have maybe somehow given him more power to basically overtake like all the other programs to overtake Gaia and basically cause the derangement as well as Aloy's birth I think I think it's a good like full circle type of deal and interestingly enough it makes Aloy so much more special because <laughs> I mean yeah. she's she's had basically so many different um parental figures at this point right like she basically she's had elizabeth because she is like a clone of elizabeth gaia um the all mothers and then rost would be if if this was actually something that comes to pass rost would actually be indirectly uh the reason why she was even born and he's the one that taught her how to fight i think that'd be you know and and you make a good point too that could lend to the reason why he decided to raise her because he might know that you know it's kind of his fault that she popped up. I, I feel like he wouldn't know that. I actually feel like he wouldn't. Um, the only reason why is because uh, he's, he, he doesn't understand that much about machines. 
Um, I do think that is a reason why he's more biased against using the old relics or whatever they called it of the old old world technology. Um, because uh, he's probably seen a lot of it when he you know ventured out to chase these bandits. Um, but I I feel like that part of it where he actually took in Aloy was because you know he's it's he lost his daughter and he's like raising another daughter I, I mean you could be right too to be honest i'm just i'm thinking that's not it in this case though yeah yeah well but see and that's the thing though it's like you said we don't know what he saw out there so for all we know he went west and seen you know all this stuff that Aloy did and taught people how to do with the controlling machines and stuff like that he might have found a you know a whole group of people that already had control over machines and found out that those people were kind of not nice <laughs> so that might that might contribute to why he's so against the use of machines and whatnot is because he knows it's, it's also people, it's also um, do that against the Nora tribe beliefs but he's very well, yeah, that that's, that's such a core part of him like he's very ingrained within the teachings of the Nora tribe and all mother yeah. yeah pretty very true yeah so I can't wait to find out um I'm I'm holding strong to this that we will be inadvertently following Ross's trail and finding out that he was uh, indirectly involved in a lot of uh, like the derangement and um, Aloy's birth. Okay, uh, so then we also have the um, uh, th- there was something that was mentioned also in the the DLC that kind of caught my interest. And it was the idea that possibly, and technically they didn't actually talk about it, but it kind of gave me, it, it kind of put, put the idea in my head that we'll probably meet other people that were like Aloy, that were given birth um, from, you know, the machine for various reasons. Do um, you have any comment on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course it would be bold of us to assume that Aloy was literally the only person born from a machine. Yeah. But honestly, I was thinking how crazy of a theory would, or how crazy of a concept would it be to find out that, like, Silence was actually, you know, born from the machines, too, which might explain why he has such a deep fascination with them. Now, you, you know what's funny that you mentioned that? Um, because I had been thinking about Ted Farrell. I don't know if you remember who that is. I'm sure you remember who it is by just the fact that I mentioned his name. Um, um, yeah, yeah. It was the um, uh, he was the guy that uh, Sobek went to originally, that was supposed to be running the program, mm-hmm. and he was like super shady. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's the douchebag that basically ended up also killing everybody else that was recreating all these programs, and just like you know what, all this knowledge that we're gonna impart on the people might be wrong, and so he ended up yeah. suffocating them all. Uh, by taking out the closing out the oxygen when they were all in that room, yeah, and he's the one who also created all the machines that uh, were eating biofuel and multiplying. So he's yep. he's the main cause of the problem. Um, they had a small re- small very small redeeming factor they went into with the DLC with him in regards okay. to him, but uh, it was just one of those things. It was like, well, this is before he even made the machines type of deal. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like I, I had considered like, what if silent? What if, what if silence was like the recreation of Ted Farrell? 
kind of like Aloy was of Elizabeth Sobek. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I really don't think that's the case. Um, it could be. It definitely could be. That would be really cool. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, even Silence believes that Ted Farrell was wrong by, by what he said um, well, after they found out yeah. about the truth. But see, uh, the, way, the way that Silence works, though, is he might not necessarily believe that he's wrong. He just thinks that he did it wrong and thinks that he can do it true. better. That is true. That, um, well, I, I think the way that Silence phrased it, I, I, I it's been a while. I, mean, I know it's been years. Uh, he, he, I think he said something in regards to the line of the fact that he thought that Ted Farrell was basically arrogant for believing that he himself would be the one to kind of make that judgment call above everybody else, you know? Um, yeah. But in that case, you would be also be right because um, let's say that he actually ended up collecting all these AIs. In that case, he has all this, all these, you know, old world technology, quote unquote, gods to consult with if he tried to do something new, right? Mm-hmm. So in that case, he wouldn't be the same as Ted Farrell. Um, I don't think he is, though, to be honest. I think it would be cool. I kind of one, I kind of hope uh, two things. Uh, one I hope, one I think. Uh, well, one thing I think is that I don't think Ted Farrell had any kind of because he really did not contribute at all to uh, Project Zero Dawn. So I don't know if he has any kind of access or anything or you know DNA samples that would have allowed anyone to clone him. And then one thing I hope is that he is like. Like some kind of cryogenic pod or freezing or something. So I kind of hope that he is in some way alive so that we can actually, or Aloy can converse with him and kick his teeth in because what an idiot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I do. Like, I really just want, oh my God, like he's such an idiot that I was just like, oh my God, I hate this guy so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got the clown. (laughs) Yeah. But, anyways. So we we will see. Um, I don't know if there's a release date yet, but it's probably, I would say, later end of this year or next year is my guess. Uh, I'd count it out that late, but you might be right. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like maybe summerish. Was that? Oh, you're thinking summer of this year? I was hoping so, or at least holiday season this year. Well, yeah, that's what I meant later this year. When I meant yeah. holiday season. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah okay. I, yeah, I can agree possibly. The only reason why I say possibly going into 2021 is because you never know how much COVID uh, affects like development time. Yeah, you're right. If but, we were only a couple months out from release, we would have definitely heard about it by now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, if honestly, if it wasn't uh, for COVID, I would say by the end of this year, uh, because of COVID, I can see it being the end of the fiscal year, which is March. Or even like the end of next year. But right now, my guess is somewhere between holiday season this year to the end of the fiscal year. My guess. Um, I I do think that Sony is intentionally planning these releases spaced out. But yeah, um, we're going to be done with this now. We'll have uh, Distro and Cash Wrap uh, rejoining things. I didn't mention it before. I probably will later or again. Um, But, you know, audio settings might change. Uh, when there's you know all four of us or uh, i know that also cyrus does need to leave at some point so no i'm uh, good actually oh are you yeah i'm where i'm supposed to be so <laughs> my plan is 
my plans for today actually got moved till last night. So I just kind of okay. came over to my friend's house early last night. So I'm, yeah, I don't need to worry about packing up or getting ready to go right now. Oh, so okay, for that. sure. All right, cool. <laughs> for at least for the discussion with the Horizon, we're going to cut off here and then we'll have Cash Rep and Distro and we're going to talk about the other games.